Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Joseph Pavone and Sean Dutra. Sean, uh, your Celtics had no chance of doing the 4-0 thing that you predicted yeah, because they are already 0-2 yeah. in this five-game West Coast road trip. We'll call this the mid-road trip episode. All right, we'll make it quick. We'll get right into it. We'll also talk about uh, Terry Rozier trade rumors, supposedly. <laughs> There's up to what? seven teams that are interested in trading for Terry Rozier, yeah. and apparently Terry Rozier isn't so happy with his playing time in Boston. We'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But let's Shocker. get into this uh, West Coast road trip, uh, or I should say the first two losses. That one started in Indiana, which is a pretty good game. And you saw at the end of the at the end of it, you saw Victor Oladipo take matters into his own hands. But what I want to get into first is what happened in Denver. Now, Jamal Murray went off almost 50 points. He went for 50 at the end of the game. The game was oh. over. It was already wrapped up, and he went for a three-pointer at the end of the game. Kyrie Irving didn't like it too much. Kyrie Irving uh, not only went off after the game, but he went off on the court by throwing the ball into the stands. Sean, what did you think about that? What did you think about Kyrie Irving getting his feelings like that? That was some, like, so a multi-layered argument on this. So, first off. Ah, uh, yeah, Kyrie's got to chill the fuck out, man. He, I mean, he he needs to chill the fuck out. I, I think everybody understands it's a bullshit move. Like spazzing like that though is like makes you sort of think about his mental like sanity. Like, why, why did you get so you, mad? Yeah, what yeah. what what's made you snap? Right. Like, I get it if you want to get in the dude's face and just be like. And and that was it, and then you're like, yo, fuck this guy, like whatever. Yeah. Which he did. Or, or or if you just want to sign off in the locker room like he did. Right. I, I get that. Right. Yeah. Sure. And I get it why people are like it's unprofessional. Yeah. It's like it even even I, I almost like equate this to like like Roger Clemens throwing like the bat back at fucking mm. Manny Ramirez or some shit. Like right. something like just like he spazzed, man. Like yeah. an, an unwritten rule he just went off about, man. Right. I, don't, I don't know. It's it's very strange to me. Yeah. Especially since Kyrie's supposed to be a cerebral guy. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like when's the last time you saw him react like that? <laughs> that's what I mean. About anything. Like that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing you get mad at. Not that uh 
you come to Boston after LeBron was like trashing you and calling you like whatever the kid the and kid, all that, yeah. and you just like yeah it's cool man just trade me to Boston no big deal now this is what set you off though not that you not, I I don't know man. yeah He's just, no no I'm with you I, I mean like listen this guy's been in the league for how many years now I mean you would think a seasoned veteran like right. Kyrie Irving would, would would keep his cool a bit and like I said look I get it you want to you know verbally spank him after the game and say call him immature and call him you know someone that needs to uh you know be in this league longer to to mature and and realize that at the end of the day, there's just certain unwritten rules. I'm, I'm for that. Listen, I don't agree with what Jamal Murray did, but it's like you get so upset that you throw the ball. I mean, what would have happened if the ball went in? Like, what, what if he dropped 51? Like, what are you, you going to throw a temper tantrum? Go jump up and down? Like, you know what? Come on, you know, what I, you know what I like to think? Like, you're better than would, that. What would his tribe think? <laughs> what would what, <laughs> what would his tribe? What does his tribe think about this? That, that is not how Little Mountain is supposed to behave. No, exactly. No. no, you know who probably behaves like that? Little Volcano. You know what I mean? Like the guy who's been like on the outskirts of the tribe the entire time. Ky- Kyrie, you were accepted into the tribe, bro. You gotta be. You gotta keep your cool better than that. Right. You gotta. <laughs> I agree. Also, I agree. also, I'm just gonna say that I'm gonna say this. You brought it up. I didn't bring it up. You brought it up on Twitter. What's that? Jamal Murray. That's my dude. <laughs> oh, now nah, he's your dude. That's been my dude. Sean, everybody was your dude in that draft. Sean, Jamal Murray was my number one though. You know that. Mm, over I, Buddy Hill. I think it was a tie between him and Buddy Hill. No, over Buddy Hill. I said, look at the mock drafts, bro. Go back to the, uh, all I know is Jalen Brown was not on my list. And let's just, let's just say this. Let's just look Hold at Hold on. Let me, let me, let's let everybody into the, what's, what's going on right now. Because okay. for, for the newer listeners, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to it for a long time, to the College Street Podcast, um, I'm not Sean, a big fan of Jalen Brown. Sean's not crazy about Jalen Brown. And this dates back from when the day he was drafted. What was not thrilled about the trade or the draft, I should say. Uh, I still isn't happy about it. There's a, there's a list of names that he used to mention and, Apparently, Jamal Murray was at the top. Between you and me, I, I thought it was a tie between him and Buddy Hill. But, okay, I, I'll give you the edge. I think you did like Murray a little more. I will say this. But either I, way, you I wanted either one of those guys over either way, Brown. Either way, Buddy Hill and Jamal Murray are both having a better season than Jalen Brown. He's been playing better, though. He's been playing better. The last couple of games he put up, uh, you know, what you, what you expect to see out of him, you know, 13, 14 points. Um, yeah. Still, I still take Jalen Brown over those guys, though. No, no question. I don't know. No, okay, so no that's, that's what I was actually going to bring, bring break this to. Like, <laughs> well, what cracked me up about Murray too was the look on his face. It was like he threw. Yeah, <laughs> Kyrie Irving throws the ball to the stage. He's like, oh, come on, man, come on, bro. <laughs> I was going to put that on my mantle. I know that's what it was. That's why Kyrie threw it. He was like, "This is your highest scoring game. You know what? Why don't you Why don't you eat my fucking dick? And I'm going to sh- get here. Here, here you go, Chester, in the forty second row. You take that home and tell everybody that, that that's 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 Jamal Murray's souvenir that's walking out of this arena. Forty eight point game ball right there. Right. That could be the best game that Jamal Murray ever has, and he doesn't have the ball. And you know, if that dude were to find Kyrie somewhere, he, Kyrie would sign that in a yeah. heartbeat. He would sign yeah. that. That's what cracked me up too, because if I'm Jamal Murray, I'm I'm laughing at Kyrie. I'm literally gonna look. I'm looking at him. and I'm gonna laugh in his face and make him look even worse bottom for line, what he did. Bottom and, line, instead he looked like the kid that like when the big boy, when, when the older kids on the, on the court just like throw your ball into the stands, yeah. and you're just like, oh come on, man. Yeah, I'm gonna get my big brother on bottom you. Line, Jamal like Murray you. made the Celtics look like an inept defensive team that night. You you can't like. The, the Celtics have looked the, technically they're the best defensive team in the NBA, I think still. I don't know. I haven't checked after the past couple of games where Oladipo and Jamal Murray both pretty much went off and did whatever they wanted to do. But I, I don't know, man. Like that, 
this this guard it's a guard heavy NBA, and I feel like the Celtics have a very hard or a very. I feel like the Celtics don't defend the guard position well. I don't. Like, I don't know who's whose man was that. Whose man was Jamal Murray? There's <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, that's what I mean. I mean, come on, from Marcus Smart to Jalen Brown, got some got 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 a couple looks at him. Like close out on the three pointers. That's yeah. all he's doing. Yeah, that's nothing too. One, one final point too. If you don't like it. Get in his face. DF on the dude. Yeah. Why are you so mad? Oh, the, the other player scored another point. Or he tried to score another point, and how dare he maybe take that he, shot? Maybe if Kyrie has gotten that Prevent mad at, like, point, that? like, 37, then maybe the Celtics would have won that game. If he had taken that anger, instead of just spazzing for no reason, if he had taken it and defended the motherfucker, then maybe we would have won that game. So Kyrie Irving was fined $25,000 from the NBA. Uh, he said it was well-deserved. He understood that what he did was unprofessional, which is funny coming from him. Yeah. Because uh, that's what he said about Jamal Murray's action. Did but Jamal he, Murray he get did, fined? He did say he was, uh, uh, it was unprofessional. No, he did not get fined, but he did so. say he didn't mean any disrespect towards the Celtics or the organization in any manner. It was just something that he was in the mode. He was flexing out there. He was he was in the zone. So that's just what happens, I guess. He just gets so in the zone that he was uh, obsessed with trying to score 50 points. What do you know? And you know what? You know what's I weird? I don't fault the guy, though. You know I mean, like, 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 I don't, I don't like, agree with him where, trying to take that shot, but at the same time, I mean, he's, what, 21 years where old? Where was all this when Devin Booker was trying to go for 70 when they were down? Like, you know what I mean? Like. He he had some meaningless fucking shots in that mm, game. Yeah, but the Celtics sent him to the free throw line a couple of times. Yeah, Jake Jake Crowder got mad overzealous. Yeah, and just started like, well, he wanted to punch the shot so badly that he was going but for that, every up. Okay, that's what I'm talking about though. Like, that's why I love Jake Crowder, by the way. But that's your boy. That's my boy. Because guess what? Oh, if he gonna, gets if he gets so mad, see him soon. if he gets mad, he's gonna defend the hell out of you and like try yeah. to do everything he can to stop you. I feel like this team, even though Marcus Smart is still there, and I don't know if I like contract Marcus Smart so far. Mm, touchy, touchy subject, man. He hasn't played well. Well, he's going through it, man. I get I, it. He's, I, got, I, he's got a lot going on. His yeah, mind, I, right? I expected this to happen out of the gates, but he'll be all right. That, that's the guy. No Southern fan should be really concerned about moving forward. I mean, he's gonna. I have a high it's expectations. Gonna click sooner or later. Smart, though. Yeah, you know, of course I, you do. High expectations for Marcus. Smart. Right, but not because of the contract. I just feel like you know, right now he's he seems he seems lost out there. Marcus Smart seems lost out there. He's sort of doing his own thing. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not in. The, he's in the offense. He's not in. Definitely not in the offense. On the defense, he's out of end, sync. Yeah, he's out of on sync. On the defensive end, he's like he's just like a just doing his own. Yeah, he's doing his own thing, man. He doesn't seem yeah. like he's clicking. It just seems like you're getting a different Marcus Smart, which which is why I think we're dropping some of these games because Kyrie's not going to defend anybody. Mm. I got a little bit to do with it. I think it, I think it boils down to the offense. I mean, look, the, you look at that first quarter, right? So this got out to an 18 point lead, right? They set the tone early. It looked like a, like the makings of a blowout. I didn't expect a blowout because I just knew it was too early to to even consider that. But it was easily their best quarter offensively of the season. I mean, they, they shot over 60 percent. You saw the ball movement. You saw guys going to the hoop. You saw the backdoor cuts. Gordon Hayward. Uh, they scored over 50 points in the paint. Haven't seen that all year long. Yeah, it was the kind of offense that you want to see from the Celtics—a well-balanced offense. Because obviously the outside looks were there too as well. But what happens when the other team responds? I just feel like the Celtics get into this to this mode where they're like, "Okay, we gotta jump shot our way back into this. We gotta go for the home run instead of right. keep going for the singles and doubles that got us the big lead to begin with." And another thing that has been driving me crazy about this team so far is the free throws attempts getting to the free throw line i mean that's what we saw throughout that first quarter that's was that was a huge difference in this game the Denver nuggets got to the line uh more than twice as much as the celtics did 
And that made a, that played a big difference because it helped them come back in the game. And then when the Southerners reverted back to being that outside shooting team, beat you from the perimeter type of team, it was too little too late because other they just than, couldn't get those shots so, to fall. All right. So on top of that, other than Tatum, who's the only guy that's really been like getting to the free throw line? The answer is nobody. Nobody's yeah. getting to the free throw line. I mean, it's you a, a different story every night. You have a tentative, Gordon, a you have a tentative Gordon Haywood who's not going to get to the free throw line. He's just not. He goes to the rim, though. But he's not, I give him. He's he, not going hard enough to get a foul. He's, you know one, I mean? he's one of the few guys who have been utilizing the backdoor cuts and getting to the rim. But yeah, I, I'm with you. He's not getting quite. He's not getting to the free throw line as you think he would. But at the same time, though, the ball movement is what concerns me in the second half. I mean, you have to keep moving that ball around. And if you get an open look, I get it. Open looks, you, you, it's hard to pass up. But what's driving me crazy is when the ball stops moving mm-hmm. and people just start doing. It's almost like a. It's almost like the uh, the, the 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 pickup game. Where that one team has all the talented guys that those guys look like it's a slaughter, yep. but everyone is just playing for themselves in, in a sense. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it as like everyone knows what they're capable of doing, and instead of moving the ball around like they were doing in the first half, they reverted back to being okay. Get us out of here, Kyrie, or okay, Tatum. Now it's your turn. Okay, Jalen Brown. Now it's your turn. They went away from moving the ball around, getting to the hoop, and trying to get to the free throw line. You didn't see that anymore. Yeah. I guess I, I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. So we're ten games into the season. The start of the season has happened. I like I don't know when people are gonna say like, did they start slow? They're starting slow. They're six and four. So mm-hmm. is this something that'll work itself out, or do they need a change? Do they need some type of shakeup? I think it's something that's gonna work itself out in the long run. How? But how long is it going to take before it works out? And how is it gonna work itself out? Because everyone, what, what's gonna happen? Everyone needs to carve out their roles. I think that's been the biggest issue. Like, no one knows, okay, this is my job, I need to stick to doing this. This is his job, I need to help him do that. I think Kyrie Irving is the only one that sort of has a clear vision as to who he needs to be for this team to be successful. So, I actually, I agree with what you're saying, and I think that's He's the so only one. I have, a, I have. I think Tatum is struggling with that. I think this team more than is, anybody. This th- this team has a big lack of Brad Stevens fingerprint on it. Problem, like Brad Stevens hasn't been taking this team, and he 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 hasn't reached this group of players yet. I feel, I feel like this team is just it's listening to Kyrie, and that's about it. You know what I mean? So, and I think. The, Brad's probably just going to wait and see, like, let's see how, how far this takes you. Are you guys being comfortable being a four seed, a five seed in the East with all this talent? Or are you going to listen to what I want you to do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that there's a big problem right now with Brad Stevens not not getting players to – and I don't think they're not going to buy in, but they're not buy in, buying into Brad Stevens yet. Well, I think they're buying into the philosophy. I don't. I think they are. How? Because they start off the right way. No, it's but the same story in Indiana. That, they start that doesn't off, matter. They start off the way you're supposed to start off, but throughout the course of the game, they get so into it, but whether it's Brad emotions Stevens or whether it's strength. What's his biggest strength, Ben? Play calling. It's it's play calling and it's getting players building to, a culture. It, it's playing Celtics basketball, which is defend, play the entire 48 minutes. Right? Where has that been? It has it literally like. Brad, when Brett, I can tell when a, when it's a good Brad Stevens team is when they get off to a slow start and they finish strong. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been one game this year where they've started maybe a little bit slow and finished, finished super strong and fought back and clawed back to win a game. Like that hasn't happened. So I think, 
I think that there's a big Brad Stevens problem right now. And I, I I'm, I'm sort of okay with it. I think it's sort of intentional. I think it's sort of how he wins the team over mm. with all the star power. He can't go in. I mean, look, this is, look at the history. You look at the big three in, in Miami. What happened? They literally had to get to a point where everyone started doubting them before they started actually listening to their coach. Mm. Right? People want to give LeBron a lot of credit for that big three error. Yes, obviously the talent, right? But they actually bought into what Eric Spolster was trying to say. Yeah, it took a while. But a- they it did. took a while. That's true. It yeah. took a it took a players only meeting, mm-hmm. and I think I don't think it's going to get that far for the Celtics because I think Brad Stevens is a much better coach than Eric Spolster or any of those other coaches out there that have had this problem. But we'll see, man. That that needs to happen. Like people are getting too much playing time right now. Everyone's there's too many mouths to feed. And that just doesn't work. Like Brad Stevens needs to carve out roles and start just saying, you know what? This is my, this is my seven that I'm going with and I'm, well, and I'm riding. He's already started doing that. If you haven't noticed, I mean, he's got it down to nine, but that nine is too many. Yeah. But that's something that Brad Stevens usually doesn't start doing until like December. Like this is the first time where Brad is just like, okay, listen, these are my guys. This is also, we got Mark, we got the two Marks coming off the bench. We got Terry Rozier and then we got, uh, Tice when he's healthy and that's it. Yeah. But and if Tice isn't healthy, he usually sticks to those eight. Yeah. But here's the thing is that there is more talent. Slash OJ sometimes. There's more healthy. talent in. Six, seven, eight, nine this year than there ever has been before. Last year, six, seven, eight, nine included Abdul Nader and Semi Ojale yeah. and Terry Rozier before he be- he became someone that demanded playing time. Yeah, but would you want him to go into playoff form? This no, early? I'm not saying going to playoff form, but just like he needs like it, people need to be okay. I feel like he's 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 a little bit tentative to say, no, nah, man, you don't got it tonight. Like just this is. We're not playing you tonight, or or the matchup isn't good. Like you're not playing. He hasn't been there yet, and he hasn't he hasn't done made those decisions yet. I think it'll happen. I think it'll start to happen where you're going to see a much bigger Brad Stevens impact on this team. But if I had to rank the reasons why we've had a slow start, is number one is the Brad Stevens effect isn't there, which I think it will happen, and number two is Kyrie Irving. Oh, here we go again. Yeah. I just, How do you blame us on Kyrie now? I still think it's a Kyrie problem. He's been the most consistent player the last week. Okay. What happened? What do you mean what happened? What's their record okay, in the last week? You want to talk about that Indiana game? Let's talk about it. Okay. Kyrie Irving goes for back-to-back three-pointers. One, actually two ridiculous shots from behind the arc. Puts them in the position to win. He blows one layup. One layup. Which he, which he took the fall for. He said, listen, this one's on me. That should have been a layup. And Victor Oladipo hits the game winner on the other end. Who was supposed to defend Victor Oladipo? Kyrie Irving. But who put them in the position to be ahead by five points or Great. four points before that happened? So there, there's something to be said about fourth quarter, quarter clutchness, man. Like that's something to be said. Like final shot clutchness. We saw that last year. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, over, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I just, I just feel like he even cut his hair for you, Sean. Come on. Man. My, the bottom line with Kyrie is that I just don't feel like it's hard to quantify this far into the season, but something is off with Kyrie. He's not the same guy that we had at the beginning of the season last year. He just really doesn't like when players try to score when the game's already done. And the team isn't playing defense, right? That's my only concern with apparently, him right now. <laughs> apparently. That, that's like number 15 on my concern list with Kyrie, man. I just feel like 
He hasn't played defense. He's been trying to – I feel like he's trying to fit in too much. All right, he's well – trying to fit into the media, the Boston, what we want him to do. Like, no, just come in, just fucking try to win a championship and just fucking leave. That's all. That's all I want. All right, well, how do you feel about the quote-unquote Kyrie Irving insurance – Potentially on the trading block. Because according to Shams of The Athletic, Terry Rozier is being aggressively pursued by the Phoenix Suns and six other teams in the NBA. Now, of course, we all knew this before heading into the regular season. But what's new to us, what's news in this story, is the fact that Terry Rozier is reportedly upset with his playing time, uh, which is interesting considering he's averaging 23 minutes a night, which is only two minutes shy of Marcus Morris, who's averaging 25 minutes. He leads the second unit in uh, minutes played. And Rozier is averaging 7.5 points and two assists. Sean, what do you make of this? Do you think there's any truth to this? Does Terry Rozier want out in yeah, November? I, um, if I'm him, probably. I mean, I'm going to start playing the seeds right now. I'm not going to go into, I'm looking at what's in front of me. I'm looking at, so I'm not going to talk from, and I know this used to, we used to get in arguments about this all the time. I'm talking about from the player's perspective. If I see that I went from averaging damn near 20 points a game in the playoffs last year, and my stock was at the all-time high to then backing up Kyrie Irving on a team where I'm getting 23 points a night and averaging 8 points a night. I need to make some money next year. I need to get out of this situation and be able to play and be able to get the ball. Because even when I am on the floor, I'm not the number one option. I'm not even the number two option. I may not even be the number three option when I'm on the floor. Well, whose fault is that? Whose fault is what? For not being the number one, two, or third option. Uh, I don't know. Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jason he's Tatum, Jaden Brown. Come on, man. He's not out there with those guys. He is out there with those no, guys. he's not. He's yes, out he there is. with maybe one of those guys, and the rest is the, the rest of the second unit. Now, the reason maybe he's not getting his touches, the same one that he was getting last year, or at least at the end of the season when Kyrie Irving wasn't in the mix, was one, because Kyrie Irving wasn't in the mix. Two, he wasn't averaging seven points a game. I mean, so here's not cutting time. It's not cut time. You're Danny Ainge. You got 23 minutes out there. That's plenty. I, I don't get the whole report of him not being happy about minutes. I, I don't know you, if I believe it, really. But Who's who's going to give you a bigger haul, Kyrie Irving or Terry Rozier? You trade him away. Who's going to get you big more assets in return? Kyrie Irving, but who's going to get you a championship? I mean, listen, are we forgetting what Terry Rozier is? I mean, he's streaky, okay? It's easy to remember what happened throughout the playoffs and what happened, you know, weeks leading into it. But that was that's been his M.O., his entire career. And now I get it. He made leaps last season. He did what he did in the postseason. He led this team. He was one of the most consistent scorers, one of the most clutch scorers, especially from deep throughout that postseason run. But let's not forget who he is. I mean, he's streaky. I don't expect this to continue. I think he will get better. And with that being said, if you're Danny Ainge, why would you trade a guy now when you know his stock can rise within a month or two and you can flip him before the trading deadline? Yeah, there's no way you're trading Terry Rozier because I think, I think a lot, a lot of what, so, this may sound off off the beaten path, but the ability to trade Terry Rozier is going to be all about Gordon Hayward. Can Gordon Hayward be like a legitimate piece in this offense? You know what I mean? You're not going to trade Terry Rozier until you know that this guy is a number two scorer or a number two guy on a championship team. What about Kyrie's health? I think Kyrie's health has a lot to do with it too. So the reason why I think the Gordon Hayward thing plays into it is because you're going to look at it and say, do I need Kyrie? You know what I mean? If Gordon Hayward can average 26 points a night and you have Jason Tatum averaging 20, do you need Kyrie? Oh, you're thinking about the other way around. I'm I thought you were about thinking the other way about around. can this team win a championship without that punch coming off the bench? Because I was like, if you ask me, 
Yeah, no question. This team can win without Terry Rozier. But I think there's if, a multi-faceted. If Kyrie Irving goes down, you're going to really wish you didn't trade away Terry Rozier. Yeah. And with that being said, you're also going to wish that you didn't put Gordon Hayward in a spot where he has to put up 24 or whatever points a game because you lost Kyrie and you also traded away uh, Terry Rozier. Here, here's what it comes down to. Danny, I, I truly believe Danny's not going to trade Kyrie or Terry Rozier this year for exactly the points that you just said. You can't trust Kyrie's health. You want to win a championship this year. You can. I think this team can win a championship with Kyrie or Terry Rozier running the point. And at the end of the day, you're going to lose one of them for nothing. But you can make that decision at the end of the offseason. See, a part of me thinks that you might need both of them. I, I don't think, well. If Kyrie goes down, that's a huge mistake. If Kyrie you got Marcus goes, Smart if Kyrie's, if, no, Terry Rozier would start. Kyrie goes down, you plug Terry Rozier in the starting lineup, you're okay. No, no, no. I'm saying if you were to trade Rozier yeah. oh, and then, and Kyrie, then goes down, Kyrie goes no, down, you'd be fucked. Yeah, you're done. That's why it's not doesn't make sense to trade him at all. If you're going to trade one of them, you have to look long and hard and understand I have to trade one of these guys because I want to get something back. Do you, though? Because I don't, I don't think you actually do need to get something back for those guys. If you can, if you have both of them on the squad and you're going to go this year with Kyrie, see what he does, you're going to have Terry as a backup. Chances have said Kyrie's going to miss a big chunk of the season. You have Terry there to back him up. That is valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And if you lose Terry Rozier to free agency, then so be it. I mean, this team can survive losing Terry Rozier and not getting anything in in return. I mean, do they need more draft picks? Do they need another backup guy or whatever package deal someone's going to put together? They they don't. They don't. The depth is already there. You're you're not going to get two first round draft picks for Terry Rozier. No. You don't need another body on this team. Especially not from the Phoenix Suns. Right. Exactly. So like, what what are you going to get? Dragon Bender? Like, what the (laughs) fuck is he going to do? You know what I mean? You don't trade Terry Rozier at all because here's the thing. What you do is you see how the season plays out. You let it say if Kyrie can't stay healthy and Terry is the point guard that leads you to an Eastern Conference Finals or a uh, NBA Finals run, then guess what? Bye, Kyrie. We're going to sign Terry Rozier. And then you have the decision. Or you say, whatever, I'm okay with letting Terry go in free agency. It happens to great teams. You have too many assets. You've seen it with... Even even if you look at it, look at I think we've made this comparison before the Harrison Barnes comparison when you're looking at the Golden State Warriors that year they won the championship Barnes was supposed to be this guy that was you know up and coming didn't get a ton of playing time when he played he was really good guess what went to free agency they didn't try to trade him they they realized his value mm-hmm. he's gonna help us win a championship this year and that's it and, and then he did yeah then, came up big in that series and you know what had a couple, if, had a couple good games if they weren't able to get Durant guess what they would have done signed Harrison Barnes. Okay, so you can play it out. Just keep him under your control because at the end of the day, you're the one, you're the team that Terry Rozier wants to play for. He's drafted by. You can give him the most money. Keep that option open. It's stupid. For all these people saying, oh, you're going to trade Terry Rozier or trade, trade him. He doesn't want to play here. That, dumb. <laughs> dumb. Yeah, I agree. Hold on to him. Solidify that bench. Keep BWA close-knit. You got the two Marcuses. You got Terry Rozier. Those are the three guys. Are, are they really are the, BWA? Those point? are the three guys leading the second unit. Yeah, this will BWA. Come on, man. As long as Marcus Morris still balling, the guy who originated it, the ice bad. cube of BWA, you know damn well they're still BWA. Come on, bro. Mm. Well, whatever. I don't know. BWA could be the reason why this team could win out the rest of the road trip. Well, I think BWA 
I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Don't be surprised the second unit comes up big. I think the second unit, the Celtics second unit could beat the Suns first unit. <laughs> I agree with that. They could, they could rest all of their starters and beat the Suns by double digits. That's how bad that Sun team is. All right. Well, you already got started. So why don't we, why don't we uh, carry on from there? Let's get into, uh, we let, got let's the Suns. Let's look ahead here. All right. Let's look ahead. How's let's this road this. trip going to end? What's going to happen? Let's do this. Let's do this because I'm prepared as I always am. All right. So Celtics continue their road trip playing the Suns tonight. Should be a doozy, huh? Those Suns. Those, uh, those, those feisty Suns, huh? Maybe a little, uh, a little bit of dangling the carrot of Terry Rozier in front of the Suns rabbit. <laughs> If you get where I'm going there, huh? So Terry's gonna play 30 plus. Yeah. Terry, Terry's I'll playing, Terry's playing 30 minutes. Yeah. And he's gonna put up, ter- if you, if you are drafting on DraftKings to, tonight, pick Terry Rozier. Cause he's balling out. Especially during that fourth quarter of garbage time. Oh yeah. Two teams. Terry is like, yo, just, I could play here. Like that, I could come here and be the, the, the star of the team. He could be king. Him and his Puma buddy. Whatever his name is. The center. <laughs> Fuck it. I just went mind fuck blank, the, the bro. first <laughs> overall pick. Andre Aiden. His Puma buddy. <laughs> ah, anyways. Alright. Celtics then go, oh, a little back of the back of the back of the back. Playing the Jazz. In Utah. The Jazz, they've been really bad. They're four and six. Well, they started Did out well. Did you know well. that? They started out well, but I they're, they're, they're a good team. Duh. No, man. Denver, team? Denver passed them. Denver. Denver's been well, hot. Denver's been really good. Denver's nine to one. But the Jazz, uh, I don't. Will Mitchell play? That's that's the question. Mm. I mean, Mitchell's been banged up. We'll see what happens. That team without Mitchell sucks. I, I I will say that. If they don't have Mitchell playing at the level he played in last year, then that team has no chance of even coming close to the playoffs this year. Um, how, but, does, how does Hayward do? What do you think? Hayward well, say, back in he, Ute. How is he received? I should say. Well, I guess his Brad will probably rest him on the second night of a back to back. You think? No, he's not. Kyrie's already not playing. Kyrie's not going to be there. What? Yeah. Why? He told us like a week ago in the scrum. He, he's got something else going on. What? <laughs> Grandfather's memorial, douche. That's what it is. Yeah, how do you feel right now? What's the, what's, what's the memorial? <laughs> what do you want another date and location and no, time and did, everything? Did, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made into this issue. Did his grandfather just pass away? This is the last week. Kyrie Army said he'll miss one of the November games against the Utah Jazz to attend his grandfather's memorial service. So they play Utah November 9th and host the Jazz on November 17th. That's all he said. Grandfather's memorial. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. I get it. I'm not going to be that guy that says, you know. <laughs> it's not like you're about to. You're about to go off. No. No, no, no. I'm just. So anyways, I think Hayward's going to play because of that. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to be that guy. Got to do what you got to do. And right? let's face it, he's going to play what, 15, but 16 minutes against, every, the, against every, the Suns? Everything's good. Kyrie's 100% committed to the Celtics. Like, hey, we should we should give him all the money. You know what I mean? We should give him every penny. I think that's a good idea. Let him prove it. And in the meantime, don't trade Terry Rozier because you just never know what's going to happen. All right. Well, no comment. <laughs> but seriously, though, like, <laughs> how much money does he get paid per game? How much? Just let's, let's think about it. You're gonna blame him. or You're gonna blame the team. The team's the one that approves this. Okay, he's not. He's not pulling this out 
you know, a day before the game. He, they, they've known about this for a week. If he's comfortable enough to tell the media, I'm sure that the, the, the team is known for quite some time. I mean, this is like, how, how does he have two games to give? Like, I may miss this game or this game. I'm not too sure. But it's for my grandfather's memorial service. Hey, that's what he's doing, man. You just got to let him do what he's got to do. He'll, they'll be all right. Like you said, the Jazz aren't playing well right now, so they'll they'll be okay. I just I just feel like if you're the Celtics, you're it's one of those things like, yeah, man, I guess you got it's like you got the vacation time. I guess you can use it. I mean, it'd be nice if you could miss a practice instead of a we only have 82 games this year. Like, we won't play the Jazz twice, so it's a big game for your buddy Gordon, too. I mean, it'd be nice <laughs> if you could the first time back in, in in Utah, it's a big game. Could use him to take a take a little load off his shoulders. He'll be all right. But 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 we're he okay, up, Kyrie. He, he put up a dud against the Pacers in Indiana, so I think he'll bounce back. He'll be all right. I just he'll uh, be all right in Utah. I don't. He's used to those rims. Just seems like something they should be like a little more like Kyrie. Well, it's, it's funny because Felger, remember, not too long ago, yeah. a couple of years back, gave Al Horford. Crap for for missing a game to go to see the birth of his kid. That I get. You get that over now yes. a memorial service because guess what? Everyone knows. So this is Kyrie's grandfather, right? So I'm not. Don't say. I get it. Here? Don't say. <laughs> I know what you're about to say. <laughs> Come on, man. You don't know how close he was to his granddad. No, I could, no. I no, hope no, he was no, as no, close no. as possible. You're, I'm just saying. You're I'm just saying. To, you're trying to say. Because we all know someday we're gonna lose our granddad. No, no, that's not, no, 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 no. That's what I'm trying to say. Like that's what I'm trying to say. To say that. No, I'm just saying who's planning this shit. The schedule has been out for 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 months. Okay, you knew that Kyrie had a game this fucking Friday. Why are you like, oh, we're gonna schedule his grandfather's memorial service, which we know Kyrie will drop everything to go to, and schedule it on a day we know he has a game. Guess what? There are. For all 82 games, there are like 150 days that they don't have a game. Maybe he wants the whole weekend. I don't know. I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. This type of stuff, I just feel like it's just people have lives. Man. All right, all right. People I'm have gonna, lives. I'm gonna back off. No, I just, it's okay. I, I, hey. I just feel. I just feel like I, I don't. I don't think you're crazy for taking this, but I, I just feel I just, like they should have scheduled it better. Like, how do you know that? Like, yeah. They, like no one else has things I they mean, can't move. Kyrie. I guess at the end of the day it's basketball, right? So it's what it is. It is what it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get mad at the guy. I just think that um, this is a, this is one of the. I'll put this in my back pocket. I'll just keep it in the back pocket. Right? Oh, so you're gonna use that as fuel down the road when Kyrie does something else. You're gonna throw that into your line of points as to why you've been questioning Kyrie Irving all season long. I got you. All right, now we're good. Yeah, hold on all to right. that. Hold on to it. That's all right. Sunday, <laughs> they travel up the West Coast all the way to Portland. Take on those pesky blazers. By the way, do you see McCollum? Yeah, he went off. It's about time. He got to have his funk. Just made uh, Mr. Final Four have those jello legs. Oh, you're talking about that. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Murder. First put, degree murder. Put him on the, put him on the skates. First degree. Welcome to the league. Uh, 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 that's what he looks like <laughs> on the ground. Uh, let me. Uh, uh, uh. Wait. Whoa, hold on. Uh, uh. That's what he did. That was the noises. That he made when his fucking legs went out. And McCullum, I, I, you ever have that feeling when you really juke the guy and you're like, fuck, I need to make this basket. 
<laughs> like that's yeah, the, worst. the whole crowd just go oohs and ahs yeah, when you got to finish like, it. Oh, 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 oh! Like, Otherwise, uh, it's not going on ESPN. Like, it's not going on Sports Center. I'm gonna do a floater from the free throw line. Bro. <laughs> like that's not what he was trying to get to. You don't make those type of moves to just open up a free floater at the fucking free throw line. Like you make those moves to either get a jump shot off or drive to the hoop. He's like, nah, man, I'm gonna cut my losses here. That's gonna yeah. be a good game. They always have a tough time with in, the Trailblazers, especially in Portland, especially Dame. Yeah, yeah. Well, last Dame year, last really year, Al Horford was the was the uh, the hero. The hero. New Year's Eve, right? Nope. Super Bowl day. Super Bowl day. That's right. Another holiday. That was Super Bowl day. Yeah. I wish the Celtic, uh, the Patriots played as well as. <laughs> that's a whole nother story, huh? Yeah. You all right? Yeah, man. Just got me thinking about the Patriots loss in the Super Bowl. I actually was driving to work today, and I I forgot. I remembered that I forgot the Patriots lost the Super Bowl last year. And ever since then, I've just been been fucking with me, you know? They go every year, though. I know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Josh Gordon. (laughs) All right. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Good work, Sean. Good stuff. It was good stuff, I think. I mean, I'm biased, but... (laughs) Um, what's your record? What's your prediction? What you got? Uh, so what we got? The Suns, that's a win. Jazz, that's a win. Blazers, that's a win. We're going three now. <laughs> Shocked that you said that. Just saying. With or without Kyrie Irving, <laughs> don't need him. Take the whole weekend, Kyrie. <laughs> Just go back to Boston. We'll see. We'll see when you get back. Be all right. Be all right. Well, I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. So. Obviously, this is so mad off topic, but do you know what you know what this week is, bro? What? This week is unlike any week that has ever been in existence before. <laughs> what does that mean? Nah, I'm just kidding. But uh, it's the 25th anniversary of some big old hop hop albums. Let's see. Oh, big old years album. ago. Yeah, that's the 90s. Uh, the golden years of hip hop. Nah, man. Let me see. Arguably, arguably the best day of hip hop of all time. Arguably the best day of hip hop, arguably. 1993, right? Yes. Arguably okay. the best day of hip hop of all time. All right. What happened that day? Well, you had, um, uh, and, and this was back when, this was back when like hip hop groups were like the shit, right? Right. It's like the solo shit. Like, no, nah, we have just funky motherfuckers. Yeah, of course. Together, vibing. Yeah. Wu Tang, oh, Wu Tang drops enter the thirty six chambers the debut. Oof, arguably, classic. arguably one of the best of all time. Arguably yes. one of the best rap albums of all time. At the same day, Tribe Called Crest drops Midnight Marauders, nineteen ninety three, November 9th, nineteen ninety three. So my That's question right. to they you, the same day. my question that. to you, you gotta pick one or stick one, ride or die. Oh man. Gun to your head. You, no, you haven't done one. this in a while. Which one? Um, Wu Tang. Wu Tang. So let's just let's just go. Let's 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 get into this. All right. Um. By the way, I will say, you know, I can't even say it. I was gonna say the way the Wu Tang album starts. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm just gonna go Wu Tang, man. They get the edge. 
I love that album from Tribe, obviously. Classic. Two classics that dropped on the same day. But if you're talking about just that raw lyricism and, and these guys just coming on the scene, like debut album, and all these dudes could rap. That's the thing about Wu-Tang, man. There, were, there was no, like, one rapper that was okay. I mean, even ODB had some bars for you. I'm going to go Wu-Tang. I'm going to go Wu-Tang, man. That's a classic. That's, that's their best album. One of the greatest rap albums ever made. Absolutely. Damn. That's so over Midnight Marauders. Yes, I know. It's tough, man. It's tough. But I had to pick one. Gun to my head. Yeah, I'm going, going Wu-Tang. You're going Tribe? I'm going Tribe, man. Okay. I'm going Tribe. I got to go Tribe on this. I, I'm no, to bump both those albums. I love Wu-Tang. I love Wu-Tang. And the way it starts with Ruckus, oh, the first thing on the album, song of the album. Yeah. And Ghostface just spazzes on that shit. Of course. Burn your motherfucker, dude. Just, I don't know. That, that started the album. You know, I was going to say that started the album may take it, but then I'm in my Midnight Marauders. Yeah. No, there's some bangers on there, man. You got a lot of, yeah, it's tough. But the Method Man. I mean, you get, you get, you get, okay. <sighs> this is tough. This is tough. Cream. What? I mean, award tour. Yeah. Electric relaxation. The like, mystery of shadow boxes. Yes. Cream, Method Man. Protect your neck. Yeah, man. I don't know. How we can get down. I'm going Wu-Tang. Mm. I'm going Wu-Tang. It's close, though. Mm. That's close. I, know, I can't think of other two albums that I've compared right, that are so closer. Than I, that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I mean, I've been back and forth on this. Ever since I heard, heard this shit, I was like, I've been back and forth on this, man. Like, okay, so here's my deal. If it was the low end theory versus, and to that's the what I'm saying. Is, you know what? I don't even think this is my favorite Tribe Called Quest album. It's not my favorite Tribe Called Quest album. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, it's definitely, you know, electric relaxation. That's what I mean. There's songs on there that are just, and a war tour, man, it's, 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 a, it's a fucking classic. Yeah. Classic. Classic fucking hip-hop song. But... Actually, I don't even know. What, you going to take, uh... I'll take Low End Theory over Midnight Marauders. Low End Theory? Oh, Actually, yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think Mid- Midnight Marauders is... Yeah. No. I don't know. No! Yeah. No, man, you got to check the rhyme. You got motherfucking... Oh, dude, no, no. Low End Theory, hands, hands down. It's a great hands debate. Hands down is a better... Uh, Tribe Called Quest album. But here's my thing. is I'm a Tribe Called Quest guy. Like, I'm hey, also I'm a Wu-Tang guy. Quest. I rock on, with man. the Wu-Tang. I fucking got yeah. a Wu-Tang t-shirt upstairs I fucking wear every once in a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got the t-shirt. Okay, Sean. Oh, look up. I'm just saying, man. No, I, no as a 30-year-old... <laughs> no, I know, I know. As a 30-year-old white guy, I still rock a Wu-Tang t-shirt, man. That has to say something. Okay? Like, that, that means something. I've had that t-shirt for years, and I still rock it. Yeah. No, that's a tough, that's a tough call, man. But, yeah, I'm giving Wu. I'm giving the yes to Wu. There you go. You may have just given me. I mean, saying it out loud, you know, maybe I do give the edge to Wu. There you go. Method Man's on that. You know what? Too. This is the both albums. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll pick know, up, we'll pick up the conversation next week. Let's, let's I, do it. I, I will say though, if I have to pick the album out of every, every, the Tribe Call, so that's why I'm a Tribe Call Quest fan more than I am a Wu Tang fan, but I will say Enter the 30 Chicks, Six Chambers is I think better album than Midnight Marauders, but the best album that either of them have put out is The Low End Theory. So okay. I'll say that. All right. All right. All right. Not That's bad. why I love Tribe Called Quest. There you go. And Tribe's fucking newest album. You just wanted a reason to put Tribe over Wu-Tang. Tribe's I newest album spanked yeah. Wu-Tang's newest album, oh, man. Oh, yeah, it does. Spanked it. Yeah. That, that Tribe, R.I.P. Fife, man. Yeah, man. That was a really good album. That's a great album. Great album. Great album. Uh, 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 u